Hey, She family, this is Trish, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pieces of She. As you all know, the She stands for Shared Human Experience. This is season three. I'm calling this my senior season. I'll be interviewing people 65 and up. Why do you ask? Well, they've been on this planet for many years and have a lot to say. I definitely think that they have stories to share that may help some of us navigate our way through this thing called life. So listen to the next episode as we explore the senior season of Pieces of She. Let's go. Hey, She family, thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Pieces of She. Of course, you, you guys know we are in our senior season. I am having a ball with my seniors, you guys, and I hope you are as well. They have a wealth of information that we all can use right now to this day. So um, they've been here for a while. They have some things to say, um, and I'm really, really excited. So of course, uh, we start with tea time. This is my t-shirt I wore today. It's Malcolm, Harriet, Martin, Maya, and Frederick. Now, there's no need for last names. You guys should know who they are. If you don't, contact me after the show. We'll have to have a conversation. <laughs> so I'm excited about this t-shirt. I wore it today just because I'm feeling powerful and amazing. And these are some powerful and amazing people. And there you have it. Um, so here we go. Welcome, Miss Jeannie. And I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, uh, everybody knows that I introduce using my famous five questions. Uh, Miss Jeannie is from originally from Epps, Louisiana, uh, but she's been here in Las Vegas since 1954, so she has seen a lot. Um, she is a baby boomer, 68 years old, young 68 years old. Uh, she grew up in a two-parent household, um, there were four brothers and four sisters growing up, and she is second from the oldest. Four boys four and boys. four I'm girls. I'm sorry. What did I say? Brothers. Sisters and brothers. Okay. Four boys, four girls. She is the second oldest, um, and she's a Capricorn. So you guys know how I feel about the Capricorns. I'm raising one, so I'm learning, y'all. <laughs> I have 12 years under my belt <laughs> with my son. So again, welcome. Thank you. Yes. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have children? Are you married, grandkids? I have four daughters and eight granddaughters and Ooh. twin grandsons. Oh. Okay, it's a lot of girls. A lot of girls. So just two boys in two all of that. Two boys, twins. Good. Yes, Good yes. all of the twins. They are five. Oh, I know they're a handful. Yes, they are. <laughs> How do they interact with all the, the females around? They usually do their own thing, but their sister, um, Azira, who's eight, she keeps them in line. <laughs> I'm sure she does. And she got to let them know who's boss. Yes. So, um, do you work? Are you retired? I'm working and um, in the midst of putting my retirement together. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Nice. So you can en enjoy and relax and chill. Yes. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Okay. Now, what, what are you looking forward to most after you retire? After I retire, I'm looking to... Um, doing more of kingdom work and mm. traveling. Okay, traveling. Now, you've been here since 1954. 
where have you traveled to around this world? Of course, Cali. Yeah. And I went to school in Houston, Texas. I lived there for three years. Okay. I, what school did you go to? Um, Thurgood Marshall School of Law at Texas Southern University. Nice. Okay. And I've gone on a to Montego Bay, Jamaica, the Bahamas on a cruise, San Francisco, Hawaii, Atlanta, where else? Louisiana. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. So of all the places that you've been to, what's been the, the most fun, the most interesting? I think the most interesting place that I've gone to is Atlanta. Okay. I love to see um, black progressive people, mm -hmm. you know, doing their own thing and just um, the, the professionalism there, the culture that's there. The food is out of mm, this world. Okay. So, yeah, I enjoy Atlanta. Good, good, good. I can say that I've passed through Atlanta, just, you know, um, connecting flights and things mm -hmm. like that, but I've never spent time there. And it is a place that I want to go, so. My best friend, Sandy, lives there. And so she gave me the tour. Uh, my granddaughter and I, who is also my road dog, <laughs> Azira, she's eight now, but she's been traveling with me since she was three. Yeah. And uh, we call her Yum Yum. And so we have such a wonderful time there. Good, good, good. Well, that's great that she's getting to see all these, you know, places yes. so young. That's awesome. So you've been here since 1954. Um, I was born in 1974, so you've been here longer than me, so you've seen a lot of changes. Yes. I recently read an article where they're going to start rebuilding the Moulin Rouge. So mm. I'm asking you, how do you feel about that? Do you remember the Moulin Rouge, I you do. know, back I in the day? I do remember the Moulin Rouge. I think they should not have um, burned it down or mm. torn it down because it played a major role in the history of our people mm -hmm. here in Vegas at that time. Yeah. Um, I remember the Cove Hotel and the Jackson Hotel. Okay. As a kid, I used to sneak and peek into the Cove Hotel. <laughs> but those were the only places that um, black entertainers could stay mm. because at that time they were not allowed to stay on the strip. Gotcha. They could perform and entertain on the strip, but they had to come back to the west side to sleep. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Hmm. Making all that money for those casinos. Yes. And can't, can't stay there. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know that, uh, have you ever met like Sammy, I know Sammy Davis Jr., uh, Louis Armstrong, you know, Duke Ellington, Harry Belafonte. I never met any of them, but as a teenager, we used to sneak and go to the shows on the strip. Oh, really? The major shows were um, in the lounge at that time. Gotcha. And my uh, friends and I would have some fake ID, mm -hmm. and we would go. We sat on stage with Red Fox. Mm. Um, we saw Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles. 
it was amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We did a lot as teenagers that we shouldn't have done. But <laughs> Here in Sin City. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so it's always been been yes. um, on and popping then, huh? Uh, I actually went to high school um, at Las Vegas High School when it was downtown, so I did a lot of sneaking around myself yes. downtown in those casinos, <laughs> so I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so here's my question. Did you ever get, I mean, I have my shirt today, Malcolm, Harriet Martin, Maya Frederick. These were some of the greats. Um, with you being here at that time during segregation and civil rights and things like that, did you get involved in the movement at all? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think it started in high school. Um, we were making certain demands at school, okay. in high school at Clark. I graduated from Clark. Gotcha. And they weren't meeting our demands because we wanted to become more active in um, student council, homecoming, the proms, and because they didn't listen, um, we had a riot. Whoa! Yes, we had a At race. The high school? Well, <laughs> it, it was very short-lived because the police came <laughs> and and put us all on a bus and sent oh, us home. Oh my God. But we met up at Doolittle, okay. and my boyfriend had a 58 Chevy, so we did some, they did some horrible things. <laughs> it was all I them. Was just, I was on onlooker. <laughs> they went and got some guns, oh and God. he asked me if they hurt me, and um, mm. I told him that the policeman poked me in the back with one of their blackjacks, and he said, that's mm. it. They went and grabbed some guns, about six carloads of us headed back up to Clark. But the policeman stopped us by Western oh, and turned God. us around. So they didn't check the car? No, because okay. my boyfriend's car had a hidden mm. dash where he kept the gun. Gotcha. And it never got to that part where they had to tear the, part, yeah. the car apart. Thank you, Jesus. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So they knew that you guys were headed that way? Yes, they oh knew. They God. knew. And um, after they had sent us home, before we got home, my mom had heard it on the news. Yeah. So she came up to Clark demanding her kids. Because yeah. my sister Darlene went there with me, she too. She was with you. Yes. And, um, but... I was glad no, no one got hurt. I wasn't into hurting anyone, mm -hmm. but... As a result of that, we had um, black people involved in the student council, and we had a homecoming queen, black homecoming queen. I was a homecoming princess when I was there, but we actually had a black homecoming queen the next year after mm. I left. So we did kind of pave the way yeah. for our um, African Americans to be more involved in school. That's excellent. Yes. Excellent. Did did it go any anywhere beyond? Did you take your activism beyond? Yes, I attended UNLV. Okay. And while at UNLV, we continued to be active, and I was one of the founding members of the Black Panther Party, the Las Vegas chapter here. Oh wow. Okay. Um, when did that? That happened in the seventy, early seventies. Um, and it was amazing because 
because of the Black Panther Party yeah. here, we had a program where we, we believed that if a child was hungry, he couldn't concentrate in school. Mm -hmm. So we created the free breakfast program. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and the children would come by the Black Panther office and I feed them breakfast every morning wow. prior to them going to school. And as a result of that free breakfast program, Clark County School District adopted the free breakfast That's program. That's amazing. And we also, along with um, welfare rights organization, poor people pulling together, the NAACP, we all marched on the strip uh -huh. because black people weren't getting good jobs mm -hmm. in those casinos. Mm -hmm. They were maids and um, porters, and we demanded um, better employment. So as a result of that and our activism in the community and on the strip, they hired, started hiring black dealers, mm -hmm. black waitresses, African-American people worked in the, um, the casino cage. Yeah, yeah. So all those positions you see where black people are working today, that right. wasn't always like that. Right, right. Wow, well thank you for your service. I mean, yes. that, that is, is awesome and it's to be commended and, and we appreciate you. Thank you. you. Know? <laughs> so with that being said, you you sounds like you've been been through um, a lot and you've seen a lot, especially here in Las Vegas. What, what what would you say was the best decade that you've lived through? The '60s. Really? Yes. Now tell me why. Because we were active in the community. I was in school, college, accomplishing a goal, mm -hmm. but having fun while I was accomplishing that. Gold. I always said my high school and my college years were my best years. Right. Because we weren't sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Not only were we um, um, being involved in our community, holding rallies, organizing people, and at the same time, I was going to UNLV to become a teacher. Okay. And um, it was it was a. It was a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of work, but it was, it was, you get enjoyment out of accomplishing things. Right, right. Out of serving others. Okay. I get enjoyment out of that. Gotcha. Well, that's amazing. Oh, I wasn't here in the 60s, but <laughs> I would say my best, my, mine personally was, I'd say the 80s. The 80s? Yeah, because that was my high school yes, years, yes, you know? Yes. Um, but what do you think about America right now, the state of America. Do you keep up with um, politics and things like that, or do you kind of? Absolutely, okay. I keep up with politics. What it's, do you think about today? I think like we have an influx of uh, grasshoppers in Vegas right now. Yes, we Did do. Did you see that? Yes, I've seen and that. And I mean millions of grasshoppers, and I was thinking those, maybe those grasshoppers should have gone to the White House because I compared that house <laughs> okay. to Egypt okay. with the children of Israel, mm -hmm. and um, I compared President Trump with Pharaoh. Wow. Except Pharaoh, Pharaoh was bright, and our current not so president, much. not at all. <laughs> okay. Not at all, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I um, 
it's horrible, horrible, and inhumane mm -hmm. the way he's treating the Hispanics, the, the migrants, the immigrants that are trying to come mm -hmm. here, separating a child from its parent. Yeah. Hitler did that with the Jews. The slave master did that with my people. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. How can you reconcile these children? Mm -hmm. They're going to be um, just, it'll be so traumatizing yeah. for them trying to grow up, even if they grow up in America. Right. Can you imagine the psychological trauma that it'll have on those children? Yes, I can imagine, because like you said, you know, same thing happened in the day, in the day when, when there was slavery. I believe that we are living through the trauma. The, you know, we're, it's traumatizing for us as African, African Americans to this day. Yes, it is. Yes, you know? it is. So. And for, and speaking about reparations, for Senator Mitch McConnell to get up and say, well, you, you got a black president in Obama, that should be enough. No, that's not yeah. enough because our people were the only ones that were forced to come here. Mm -hmm. All those other immigrants, they came on their own yeah, volition. Yeah. And our people are the ones who built this country. For free? Yes, <laughs> yes. So don't come telling me about what's enough for us. Yeah. I get it. So, I do you think that we should be doing more as far as activism is concerned? Yes, I absolutely think so, and I absolutely believe that the generation after me mm -hmm. dropped the torch. Mm, okay. Dropped the torch, and had they picked it up, we would be far more advanced than what we are now. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's like everything we struggled for during the 60s, mm -hmm has gone out the window yeah, yeah. and now we have to start all over again because you have an idiot as a president so what do you expect <laughs> not only is he an idiot he's a bigot and a racist no arguments here uh <laughs> <laughs> my theory and i don't even know if i should put this out there because if i end up missing oh, you guys no. most, maybe she'll do it well how about we switch gears okay because <laughs> you get me started when you <laughs> all right okay well let's switch gears so you've been on this earth for a while yes 68 years yes what would you say is the key to getting to 68 years jesus okay jesus without a doubt and if i can't emphasize that enough i don't see how people make it without having the Lord in their lives. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, I taught Sunday school. Okay. And even at my worst times, I always called on the Lord. Even when I was doing wrong mm -hmm. um, in the drug culture, mm -hmm. I always called on the Lord for protection. Yeah. And he did that. Um, and I teach my children that. Um, very active in church right. because that's how we were raised. Yeah. And I thank my ancestors for laying that Christian foundation. And he is just amazing. Well, no argument here. <laughs> Definitely, I'll tell you that um, 
Yes, God is amazing. Yes, He is. And you, be- for those that believe, mm-hmm. um, you know it. You yes, do. we do. So let me ask you this: Who is one of the people that has made the the most impact in your life? I know there's probably many, um, but during the struggle during the '60s, it was Malcolm. Okay. Malcolm. Um, he was brilliant. I agree. And because of the Black Panther Party, we, we believe in self-defense, so we kind of shied away from Martin Luther King with that nonviolence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say Malcolm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you mentioned briefly that you think that the um, generation after you guys kind of dropped the torch. Martin Luther King Jr. did say that he feels like he um, led his people into a a burning house. So I believe that, I mean, I don't know, what do you think about? Once integration happened, I think that everybody thought, okay, we did it, we overcame, we're here, this is it. And, And like you said, drop the torch. I don't think integration was wrong okay. in and of itself. Okay. Absolutely not, because we need to be aware of other cultures, mm-hmm. and they need to be aware of us. So okay. I'm I'm not against integration at all. Okay. At all. Okay. And I don't know if um, I wouldn't say that Martin Luther King led us into a burning house. He was an he was an awesome orator and leader. Mm-hmm. And as I grew older, I see how much of an impact he had. At the time when I was in the Panther Party, I was into the self-defense, mm-hmm. the anti-police. <laughs> Felt that life, huh? Yes, 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 because they were killing our people. Yeah. And they're still doing it today. And, and Martin Luther King accomplished a lot with the Civil Rights Movement, and I agree with him, and he did. Mm-hmm. But I was of a different mindset, yeah. you know, more, come at me and we'll come back at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah, well, I take nothing from him. Right. Absolutely nothing. Right. Um, but Malcolm now, mm-hmm. Malcolm was more like, it's either the ballot or the bullet. That's what he said. Yeah, I actually have uh, studied him quite a bit, listened to quite a bit of his um, uh, speeches mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And I agree, I agree with a lot of yeah. what he said. Um, you know, as you grow older and wiser, yes. you, you, you calm down a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what what would you say, or is your your place or your purpose in this thing called life? Oh, my purpose is to uh, glorify God, mm-hmm. to um, spread the good news, mm-hmm. to serve the Lord, and by serving the Lord, I mean being involved, actively involved in the church, which is not the building, but the people. Yeah. And I'm the director of the praise dance team at Calvary Southern Baptist. I oh, love great. praise dancing, even though I don't dance that great, but I love praising God through dance. Yeah. I also am a teacher. I teach Sunday school and vacation Bible school. Okay. My love is teaching Sunday okay. school and vacation Bible school. So, yeah. yeah. Good. 
good. So now, did you ever get, a, you said you went to UNLV for teaching. Did you ever teach actually school. teach in school? Oh, yeah. I taught oh, cool. school before I went to law school. Okay. I taught at Bridger Middle School. I had the best kids there were. Really? Yes. Now... <laughs> different, whole different ball game. Whole huh? different ball game. My kids listened at the end of school, and this was middle school. At the end of school, I gave a barbecue at my place and invited them all over, and I sat them down and talked to them about their future. I told them when they go to high school that they have to get involved in all the activities. Mm -hmm. Maintain your grades, stay on the honor roll, and then you can go to college with a free ride. Yeah. So a lot of them listen to Good. Me. And so you got a chance to kind of see them flourish. Mm -hmm. and yes. I still have, they still, I see students, my students all the time, and we still Good. just love on each other. Isn't that wonderful that you can see, like, the fruits of your labor? Yes. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. What What is one of the proudest moments of your life? The proudest moment of my life was giving birth to my children. Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that. Yes. It's it's very it's, undescribable. It is. It's, it's a gift from God. Yes. But it's amazing when you carry a child for nine months and then you see the fruit of your labor. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called labor right. pains. <laughs> and it's, a, it's such a beautiful, amazing, it's a miracle. Mm hmm and that's the most thing that I'm proud of are my children yeah. and my grandchildren yeah. and my great-grandson. Oh, you have a great-grandson. I have a great-grandson. You didn't mention the great-grandson. I have a great-grandson, okay. Omar, Aww. by my granddaughter, Alik. Yeah. And he's amazing. And I'm glad that I'm living long enough to pour into them, mm -hmm. and I try to pour into them all that I can. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with my grandchildren, the older ones, and now the younger ones. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to let you answer it. Um, what are three things that you're grateful for? I know that your kids is one. <laughs> okay. The first and foremost is my salvation my parents mm -hmm. and my education okay because i i teach my children this also education is something they cannot take from you mm -hmm. they resent that they can't they try to insult your intelligence mm -hmm. but they can't do it okay all right now you mentioned your parents tell me about your childhood what oh, how was that well, there were eight of us, as I indicated, four boys and four girls, and we were all stair steps. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Dad was an operating engineer. And I had to fight my brothers, <laughs> at least two of them. My mom would go visit her sisters and leave us at home, and we had to make sure the house was clean. So we'd go out and play. And about an hour before we knew mama was coming home, we had to all come in and clean the house. Right. And my brother didn't want to do his chores, change his sheets. My oldest brother, Lupe, and I tried to make him 
do it. And he, he hit me. And I hit him back. And I said, I can't let him think he could beat me because he's going to try to punk me all the time. So yeah. we fought in the, in the hall. <laughs> My brother Buck, amazing. He was the most gifted one mm. in our family. Okay. Buck made my, when he was a kid, he made my sister Pickle a walk-in playhouse with a living room and a kitchen. Wow. And he was a kid in elementary school. He made us a go-kart using a lawnmower motor and the wheels from the lawnmower and a donut steering wheel. Wow. And Daddy would, would take us out to the speedway and let us go go-kart riding. Really? He made that with his hands. He was a gifted musician. Yeah. He wrote songs. He taught himself how to play the piano and the guitar. He was amazing. And we got into it one day. And I remember I used to read comic books all the time. And you see how somebody get hit in the eye and you see black <laughs> yeah, stars? Yeah. It's true. He <laughs> caught me in my eye and I saw black stars oh flashing. And and my immediate, he was sitting down on the couch. I was standing up in front of him. And my immediate response was to choke him. So I just started choking him. <laughs> and my mom came in and peeled my fingers from around his neck. Right. But... Those are the only two that I fight. My other brother, Dwayne, was a, uh, he was a jokester. My brother, Barnell, he was, uh, all my brothers were um, charmers. Okay. So all quite, of them were quite the ladies' men. men. Yes, <laughs> yes. My oldest sister was the calmest one out of us. Mm -hmm. My sister under me, Darlene, was the woohoo. She used Fire to get cracker. me in trouble all <laughs> the time. And my baby sister, Pippa, was spoiled. Well, she was the, the youngest baby. one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what babies do. Yeah, That's... but when you're an adult, you can't say I'm the baby anymore. But they I, do. I don't think they ever grow out of that. I don't either, because my youngest daughter still says, I'm the baby girl. <laughs> Go figure. And does she get what she wants? Not all the time. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Because okay. sometimes the moms, yeah. you know. They they have to still teach them responsibility. That is correct. That is correct. Um, so it sounds like you guys had a great childhood. We did. We did. We yeah, did. Had um, fun. Daddy was a disciplinarian. Yeah. And all my had to do was say, I'm going to tell your daddy when he gets home Ooh. from work. <laughs> and I remember, wow, during integration, yeah. the first time we went to a white school, I was in the seventh grade, okay. and they had this new math called modern math. And um, I was pretty bright, but I could not get this math. Mm -hmm. And I knew daddy had a rule in the house where you couldn't make a D. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you would get beat, right. beaten. And so um, I was so afraid. I used to stay after school and ask my math teacher to help me. And he was, he wouldn't help. He was no help. And I just knew I was going to get it. And that, that um, semester, we got our report cards. I got my report card. And I got five A's and one D. Mm. So my sister cut and I came home. We ran home. She got a D too. I think a couple more of us got D's. Same class, same math. 
No, okay. different things. Okay, gotcha. And Cut and I ran home and, and we got into my brother's room and we put on like uh, their jeans, <laughs> two and three pair of their jeans and their flannel <laughs> shirts. Cause we knew Daddy was gonna get us, and what? he and he beat us with the razor strap. I don't oh know, what, you know what God. that is? Do you know I what a do. razor strap is? Yes. But that's what he beat us with. So he came home and he saw my sister and I. He made us take those clothes off and put the regular clothes on. And my mama knew we were gonna get it, so she tried to talk Daddy out of getting us. And she said, Elsie, you had a bad day at work. He said, Earlene, be quiet. He said, Let me see those report cards. So we lined up. I think my sister Doyle and my baby brother didn't get a day they were on the couch. Mm. Daddy went down the road. And we were trying to push each other out of the way to go first to get it over with. Yeah. Then we were pushing each other out of the way to be last, thinking <laughs> Daddy would be tired right. by the time he got to the sixth right. one. Me and Daddy beat us that day. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely the disciplinary. Yeah. But he would also, for every A you got, he'd give you money. So you got money in and ass with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Well, I can say, I can honestly say, I can remember, I can count the number of times on my hands that I got a, a oh, whooping by my mom, by either one. Really? Yeah. You were a good kid then. No. You didn't get caught is what happened. That. <laughs> I was yeah. very, very strategic at a lot of things that I did. Um, so it seems like you had a big family. Um, do you guys have any family traditions that you have carried on from you know years ago that you guys still do yes. to this day? We still have. When that movie Soul Food came out, mm. we had already been having Sunday dinners. Okay. Um, my mom would um, get up early Sunday morning, cook dinner. We would go to church when we came from church. We'd have Sunday Sunday dinner. Yeah. Even as we became adults, we still had it at my parents' home. Mm -hmm. And then Daddy would take us on an outing as children. Gotcha. But that's one tradition that we carried on with our children. And um, he always took us on a vacation, made sure we had a summer vacation. As children, we would spend our summer vacation in L.A. with his brothers and sisters for two weeks. And my sister Darlene and I would go together, and we'd have so much fun. And I think... Um, he took us to Layman Caves, and that's the one thing I want to take my children and my mm. grandchildren to Layman Caves. To the, to, like to this day? Yes. Okay. Yes, I want to do that. That's on my bucket list. I know we're going to go as a family. Okay. My family, and um, we could probably hook up with your family. Okay. And we can go. I'm with it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go. Um, so what are some important life lessons that you've learned over these past 68 years? Be careful, number one, be careful how you treat people. Okay. Um, your integrity is key, mm -hmm. and you shouldn't compromise your integrity or your morals. Mm -hmm. To stand up for justice, mm -hmm. even when it hurts you. Yeah and just to and to teach the other generations mm. just right from wrong gotcha. and how to love each other yeah. 
That is important. Especially our people. We need to love each other and not continue to kill each other. Yeah. 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 In total agreement with that. Um, now, what would the 68-year-old Gene say to that 18-year-old Gene? Stay in school. Mm -hmm. um, fellowship. Become active in church. Study your word. And um, just do right by people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, how would you like to be remembered? I mean, I know you got a long way to go. You ain't going nowhere. But how, what do you want to, to leave this world with? What do you, what do you, how do you want people to remember you? That I love and serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that I try to make a change in our people's lives. Yeah. By being actively involved in the civil rights movement and the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that made a huge difference, um, especially like you said with Clark County School District, um, with the free breakfast program and thing or the breakfast program and things like that. It really makes me angry because I heard that I think it's in Virginia or somewhere they're gonna um, they're threatening to put children in foster care if they don't pay their their school lunch balance or That's something criminal. like that. That's I criminal. Agree. I would no be quiet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, um, that's criminal. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you and hopefully that doesn't, you know, come to pass. Hopefully people stand up and like you said, you know, get involved and make a difference and, yes. and shut that down because yes. that is definitely fight for criminal. justice. Yeah. All right. Was there anything else you want to say? I'm, I've I, thank you so much for sharing a piece of yourself with us. I've learned um, a lot today, uh, and so appreciate you and, and your involvement here in Las Vegas. Well, I am in the process of writing a book. Amazing. And so the more details will be in the book. Okay. I, I'm gonna buy it. I can't wait. <laughs> I just gotta. I just gotta I started it, I just have to make the time to do it. I get it. Because I have so much to say yes. about my experience. Yeah. Well, I will say this, you you plan on retiring in a couple of years, so yes. I think you'll have a lot of yes. time to sit and focus and yes, yes. get it together. But um, I can't wait to hear it. Do, have you thought of a name of it yet, for it yet? I have the name, and I have started, and it's going to be a unique book because it's not going to be the regular autobiography. Okay. It's going to have some unique aspects yeah. in it, and I just want to leave my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandson, Omar, a legacy. Yeah. And I think that this book will do it other than me. Um, pouring into them what I've learned. That's yeah. amazing. And of course, they'll have this interview right here. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, if you or someone you know uh, would like to share a piece of your story, be on uh, Pieces of She, I would love to have you. Uh, we are on a, in our senior season, um, so 65 years and up right now. Um, not sure what season four is going to bring, but for right now, we're in season three, senior season, 65 and up. Give um, me uh, a call. You can reach me at pieces.of.she 
on Instagram. You can reach me right, uh, um, you know, I got a new email address. It's trish at piecesofshe.com. And also uh, you can reach me here, digitalvegas.tv. And the number is on your screen. You can call that number. We can get you scheduled and get you in here. Um, I think that is it. Huh. <laughs> Until next time. And there you have it. Another She Story. I hope you guys enjoyed it and connected with them in some sort of way. If you have a story you'd like to share with the world or know somebody that does, I'd love to have you. Email me at piecesofshe at hotmail.com or direct message me on Instagram at pieces.of.she. Love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Trish.